0: Proceed until apprehended the Kissing with Confidence Podcast. With Russell Wardrop, Kissing with Confidence founder and CEO. Our research shows that the three most difficult things that people find about keynote presentations, or indeed any presentation, are how to open, how to close, and how to make the emotional connection. The emotional connection is dealt with in another podcast. This one I'll deal with the six ways to open, and the three ways to close your keynote presentation. I'm not saying that the middle of your keynote presentation can take care of itself, but it certainly takes care of itself a little bit more than the first minute or two, or indeed the last minute or two. These are the most important areas because actually they're when at the very least your audience is likely to be listening to you because you've just got up on your feet and they're interested or because they sense you're about to finish and they're looking for their lunch so first thing to say is know your presentations opening and closing intimately and very very well if I take the presentation in Toledo, I knew my stuff I had worked on it a lot but On the morning of the presentation, um, the majority of my time was spent developing and honing the first two minutes, my first story. I wanted to know where that was going. So there are six ways to open. And the first way you'll be familiar with is the factual way. Now it's safe, it's the way you see it done a lot. And the danger of the factual way or the challenge of the factual way is it's a little bit mundane and boring. So the advice I have for you on the factual opening is guess what, don't make it mundane and boring. If you are giving statistics as part of your factual opening and you are an analytical type, don't throw a PowerPoint slide up that says, I know you can't read this, but if you are using facts, or statistics, make them big, make them bold, and make them instantly recognizable and memorable. It was President Lyndon Baines Johnson who said that speaking on economics is like pissing down your own leg. It feels really hot to you, but it never does to anybody else. The second way you can open is the reveal opening. And that quite simply is using the power of three in your opening remarks. In other words, if you have three themes for your presentation, you simply summarize those three themes in an interesting and engaging and entertaining way by way of revealing to them what the next 15 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever are going to be. This is a common one. People like it because it's got structure, because it's got rhythm. And obviously audiences like it for the same reasons. It's got structure and it's got rhythm and some people do feel they have to tell the audience what's coming. I don't. And feel if you're in the audience, you want to know what's coming. So that's the reveal opening. Now we're getting into some interesting ones, or more interesting ones for my money. The questioning opening. Asking the right rhetorical question at the beginning of your keynote presentation is very powerful. And it's very powerful because what you can do, if you do it correctly, is to make the audience think exactly what you would like them to think. Imagine that. You have an audience in front of you. They may be sceptical and you ask them a question, a rhetorical question, that makes them think exactly about your subject in the way that you want them to think it. You have to be careful, it's a rhetorical question and some smart arse doesn't answer it for you, but the rhetorical question, the questioning opening is a terrific way to open your keynote presentation. Now, 10 out of 10 for danger, the humorous opening. Don't do it. By all means, crack a joke at the beginning of your presentation, it's a high risk strategy, it's putting all your eggs in one basket and I say don't do it. Having said that, If you're funny, you're funny. If you can crack a joke or tell a short story that makes them smile at the very beginning, go for it. Too often, it's often a middle-aged man telling something that's not funny. A more subtle way of doing a humorous opening is to connect it to a story. And that takes me on to the oblique opening, which is a very common opening and one I like a lot. It's the personalised story or analogy at the beginning of your presentation or keynote. And this ticks a little boxes because it shows a little bit of your character. It can be a little bit entertaining. It certainly should be interesting. And what... I think is a really good way to anticipate or think about the oblique opening is telling a story that is is out of left field. One of my favourite stories that I've told a number of times at the beginning of a pitching keynote is about my passion for making soup and communication and making soup. And I talk about the time I made soup, um, spiced mushroom and lemongrass soup, actually, and put too many chilies in it and I had to add coconut milk into it because Scottish people don't throw out soup. And it's now Thai, spiced mushroom and lemongrass soup. And the moral of that story is that when you're making a presentation or a pitch or a keynote, one of the challenges is that we throw too much in to the pot, too many ingredients, and it becomes a little bit of a mess. It doesn't have clarity. And actually, it's exactly the same when you make soup. You are the arbiter of what you put into your soup. So... I do like the oblique opening because it takes the audience on a journey. And finally, the shocker saying or doing something at the beginning of your keynote presentation that is purely designed to get the audience out of their torpor and waken them up. This is a dynamite way of opening your keynote presentation. It can be facts, it can be a story, it can be something that deliberately dramatizes what you're about to say. Now in the modern world, one of the challenges I think sometimes is that that opening shocker takes things a little bit too far and actually becomes completely unbelievable. So I would caution you in the the shocking opening, the shocker opening, that you don't say something or do something that then can't be justified or backed up in the rest of your presentation. But there's no question that the shocker opening is a useful one to have in your toolkit. So that's the six ways to open. There are three ways to close your keynote presentation. And I do think that one of the things that people often do in many presentations, not just keynotes, is they forget that they have to escape from their own presentation and it just goes round and round and round. You have to crisply finish your presentation and be very clear when you've finished, as I think I've said, because at the very least, the audience need to know when to clap. A standard way of making the emotional connection um, at the end of your presentation is to use an emotional appeal. And Barack Obama, in his more perfect union speech, told a story at the end of that uh, keynote about an old black man, a young white woman, and a healthcare issue. Now, he didn't make up that story when he was behind the lectern. So an emotional appeal that encapsulates perfectly the essence of your keynote presentation, that's a kind of signal, a strategic point, a metaphor for everything you were talking about, is a really good way of closing your keynote and a common one the other way of finishing off your keynote presentation is the classic peroration in other words if you had three themes to your presentation you take those three themes in turn and you summarize you distill the essence of those three themes into a final minute or two it has rhythm it has focus it has clarity and it leaves the audience thinking that's exactly what he said he was going to say, and that's exactly what he said. It's a fairly standard one. It can be quite dry. Make sure you put a story or two in there and one of the themes if you possibly can. And the third way, and it is a favorite way um, of many presenters to close their keynote presentation, is to use humour. Now, the reason I caution against using humour at the beginning of your keynote presentation and say you should more likely used at the end, is the audience knows you now. The audience has been listening to you for five, five, 10, 15 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes. They've heard your story. They've got the rhythm of your voice. They understand what you are like. They are more comfortable. They are less challenged. So actually, having some kind of story at the end that has got a biting piece of humor associated with it is a really good way of getting a fantastic round of applause. the end of your keynote, but also making the audience laugh. And obviously, the audience only laughs uh, because they are clever enough to get the joke um, or the piece of humor that you are delivering for them. And if they get that and they've enjoyed the journey, they'll remember even more. So there you go. The most difficult things that we in our research know people find about keynote presentations are how to open them and how to close them. Spend more time in your opening or closing than anywhere else in your presentation. There are six ways to open. There are three ways to close. Preparation. Proceed until apprehended podcast. is produced by Kissing with Confidence. Find out more on our website at kissingwithconfidence.com.